Welcome to Recording Library Radio. I'm your host, Bailey Hennis, Executive Director at the Recording Library. We're here with a special feature story on our special edition series called Beyond the Blindness, where we feature stories about visually impaired and blind individuals and talk about who they are beyond their impairments. We've got a special guest today, Carol Kreidel, who's going to tell you the story of her husband, Mike, who was the first visually impaired adult to graduate from Midland College. And you're gonna hear the story through the eyes of Carol. We're going to start with an audio description of ourselves for our visually impaired audience. Sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of Beyond the Blindness. I am 5'8". I have medium length red hair. It's out of a box. It is not natural. (laughs) It's on whatever clearance rack I can find that week. (laughs) Um, Today I'm wearing a floral kind of cardigan. It's a little bit see-through and then I have a burgundy shirt underneath and black pants and some sandals. And Carol's here with me. Introduce yourself first, Carol, please, and then audio describe yourself. Okay. My name is Carol Cridle and I'm wearing really black pants and a kind of brownish black looking shirt that goes over a black shirt and I'm five one. my weight's a little up um don't want to talk about that <laughs> too much since, since Mike passed away I don't work in the yard as much but um when I met Mike it was really fun I mean it really was I would like to know first off how you guys met Okay. What kind of what year you met? Kind of give us a timeline. Um, you mentioned that Mike did, was he? When did he lose his vision? Okay. First off, and then how did y'all meet? Okay, he lost his vision when he's twenty nine years old, and that's before I met him. He went to the eye doctor. He's having trouble with his eyes, and he came back and told his friends. He said the eye doctor's crazy. He said I'm going to be blind within six months. So he didn't believe it, and surely, you know, that's what happened. Is he lost his eyesight? And then he went to, I believe it was Austin, to, you know, blind school is yeah, what the, he called the it. Yeah, Chris Cole. Right. He, he went, went to Chris Cole. He went Cole, to Chris Cole, okay. And he learned how to cook him without looking. That was one oh. thing. So he could cook. Oh, my gosh. And, it's called, we call it cooking in the dark. Okay. <laughs> now, that's great. I love it. I'm going to have to tell our station manager to about that name. I love it. That's what he called it. I don't know. And he, they even did, like, he used to do construction he was a draftsman. He had his, you know, he worked in office as a draftsman. And then his dad was superintendent of a construction company. So he worked construction before he went blind. He worked on the Claydesta building way up there. Hmm. And then he worked on the, you know, Middle Memorial when they added the new new one. And this was in the 90s type or? In the 90s, I believe. Okay. I can't remember. He went blind when he was 29. So... I'd have to, I'd have to ask. And he he passed in 2020? 2020. Okay, yeah. So February. That, yeah, that probably is about, maybe, yeah, that's about right. So, wow. So he, he goes to the doctor. He finds out that, you know, you have six months until you completely go blind. Right. Um, how long after that did you meet him? Did you come into his life? Okay, I met him. Okay, I've, I had um, been working at Clay Desta Communications. It was like a phone company okay. that he had and I got laid off and so Mike had gone blind and he went to Chris Cole and then he would decide to go to Midland College and that's where he got the recording library you know they read all of his books for him and everything but the first class we were in was like a computer class 
and I really didn't know how to turn one on. This was way back years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he knew how to do everything. He, you know, that's what he'd been learning, you know, Chris Cole. And so he would talk to the teacher, and the teacher talked to him, and I said, the blind guy doesn't shut up. We're never going to learn anything. <laughs> so then the next class is business law. And so sure enough, here comes the blind guy, and he sits right across from me. Him and his, he had a guide dog named Brandy. Okay. And so Brandy sat down there, and I liked his dog. I really did, but I didn't care for him too much. But then I started noticing when we would take tests, we'd do tests in, like, groups. And so I had, like, three or four friends, and we'd all take a test. But we weren't doing real good. I was, we were making C's. But the blind guy, Mike, he was having to go up to the office to get people to read it to him. And so I thought, hmm, he was making A's. And so I told Belazi was the Dr. Belazi was the instructor, and I said, "Well, I don't mind reading to him, you know. In our, we could put him in our group." Smart. And so anyway, <laughs> I would read, and he said, "You girls must think I'm stupid." I said, "What?" And he said, "I give you all the answers, and I hear this." And he said, "I'm not deaf. I'm blind." And I went. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But I did get through the the class with his help. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> that's how I met him and he asked, <laughs> he asked for my phone number and I was working for the Battered Women's. And so I gave him the Battered Women's hotline. Okay. And it was this, like a Saturday <laughs> night. I worked nights. Sure enough, he called on the hotline. I went, "Oh my god, it's the blind guy on the hotline." <laughs> I calling you at work. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember, like, what did he say? Oh, I just told him. I said, we better not talk on the hotline. Let, yeah. me, let me give him my number. You know, uh, I'll give you my real number. My real You've number. made it this far. Right. <laughs> I thought, he's not all that bad. He's really good guy, you know. And he kept saying he could help me with all my accounting because I was struggling <laughs> with that. And I thought, yeah, he's trying to charge me or something. I don't have any money. This is going to be funny. Uh-huh. You're but, like, what's the catch? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. You know, what's the catch on here, you know? But he ended up doing my counting for me and wow. getting me through that because by that time we'd kind of started dating, you know. So he asked you out on a date? He asked me to come over and he was going to cook for me. Okay. And so I thought about it. I thought, I hope he's got lights on because I'm scared of the dark. I'm terrified of the dark. Uh-huh. And he used to say, this is good. A blind guy's married somebody terrified of the dark. <laughs> and so I went over there and he had cooked some chicken and julienne potatoes and rolls and wow. yeah and he had all the lights on for me <laughs> whoa how but adorable it was a really it was a good meal you know it really was but after we were married I used to have night lights everywhere and he would go around and pull out my night lights just for fun yeah for meanness <laughs> and I would wake up you know, he sounds like such a funny guy. Uh, he was crazy. He really, everybody that met him used to say he was so funny. Yeah. You how know? long? How long were you? Um, well, y'all were married most of both of your lives, right? Like, um, maybe like what? Y'all got married in your thirties. I was thirty-eight. Okay. Thirty-seven, and he wow. was like five years younger. Okay, so he was younger than you. Thirty-two. Yeah. See. Okay. Feared I'd get a young one and raise him right, but it didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> he sounded a little too feisty he was. to try to be whipped into shape. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. So uh, he went to Midland College before 
you guys met, or is that where y'all met? Like that's Mid- where we oh, met. Oh, at Midland College. Okay, at Midland College. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we've been here since 1963, so that's really cool that we were involved with Mike mm-hmm. um, to help him graduate. What did he graduate with? Like computer science or mm-hmm. a degree in computer science or well, something? Computer science is a like applied science. Okay, something. Like it sounds that. like he kind of was a jack of all trades. He could do a lot of stuff. He could do about anything. He that's really so could. amazing. Even so, blind, he could, like, put things together and work on things. What, what were some of his hobbies? Gardening. He loved to garden, and he could out-garden anyone. He could th- he could just grow anything. So you guys always had a lot of pretty plants. Oh, uh, we had beautiful lands- flowers. He would landscape your house, mm-hmm. and you and said there was a pond? Yeah, we had a pond, and he would, you know, put water lilies in it, and he would clean it out. I'd have to help him clean it, but... He kept everything going. In fact, when he couldn't do that anymore, I was trying to do it. And he told me he wanted me to sell the house because I was killing his plants. <laughs> so he wanted me to move into another house that didn't have so many plants that I could handle. I see. You know, before yeah. he passed away. Yeah, he said, you can't handle the plants, so no, you're going to have to move. <laughs> he said, move before you kill the backyard. You've killed the front yard. That is uh, hilarious. What was y'all's wedding like? We had it in his mom and dad's. And it was, yeah, it was real nice. And then for our, um, like, after we got married, we went to Odessa and just stayed a night there because we had school. We had to come back. You had to be at school the next day. That's right. (laughs) I mean, well, the next Monday. Yeah. But we didn't have a big wedding, just. Just an intimate wedding with some families. Gary Kennedy, which was one of his best friends, married us. Oh, so that was um, really neat. The, is Gary still around? The Gary that I know? He with, was a paramedic, policeman. Yeah, the Gary that I know is a veteran. Yeah. He does, he does heart, the veteran he, he does, heart. Yes, yeah. We've had him in the studio. Really? That's crazy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. So he was a good friend of Mike's. Very good friend. He Dang, helped. I, I could do a part two and have him talk about Mike, too. He knew Mike better than anybody. They were friends, wow. like, in fourth grade, maybe. He That's would take cool. up for him and... Mike used to call him his little brother. Yeah. Because you know how big Gary is, and yeah. Mike was, he is a, you know, kind of small. Yeah. But so yeah, they were very good friends. Can you kind of describe for our visually impaired listeners what Mike looked like? Sure. He had, like, he was really tall. Well, tall to me because I'm, like, 5'1", and he was 5'9", and he was real thin-built. He had, like, blondish-brown hair. When he could see, he had green eyes. Wow. You know, I never... You know, I didn't meet him when he could see. I met him after he was already blind. Mm-hmm. But he was a very nice-looking guy. Yeah. And he told me, he said, I never figured out, you know, that I'd ever meet anyone that would want to marry me and date me blind. And I said, well, I was raised around blind people. Yeah. You know, so I know what you can do. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so you had some other blind members in your family? No, before? my piano teacher was blind. My mother used to read for the recording library years ago when it was across from Midland High School. Okay. So and she would like to give, you know, she liked blind people. She would give, you know, them rides. and. It's, you, you grew up with it. Yeah, I just yeah, so grew it was up nothing, around them. Mike was nothing new. You're just, you're Mike. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't, you did, that did not deter you from wanting to talk to him. It was just natural for you. Right. That's, I used that's to beautiful. Tell him, I didn't like him. I liked his dog. <laughs> was it a golden retriever? Golden retriever. His name was Brett. Her name was 
his name was Brandy. Oh, he was beautiful. He was so smart. He really was. That's amazing. So you you got Mike as well as Brandy. Right. Whenever you started right. dating. Yeah, that's like really a, cool. A kid, you know. Yeah. But one thing exactly. at, at Midland College, people wouldn't try to pet him, you know. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't work because, like, one time Mike was trying to go down the steps, some steps, and somebody reached out to pet him, and he turned, and Mike stumbled. Mm-hmm. You know, so because he's work, you know, Brandy was working. He was a working yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't meant to be pet or talked to right. too much. Yeah, you know, that's that's something that I think um, people who have guide dogs they struggle with because people the, they the public doesn't understand. And Brandy you know, was so pretty. Yeah, you just they don't sometimes they don't even think about it and they're mm-hmm. just trying to pet them and they just don't know they need yeah. to be told <laughs> the proper etiquette. It's the same with someone who's blind. You know, a lot of our clients they'll say, you know, that they're walking with somebody in their family or whoever who's mm-hmm. sighted, and they'll say, well, people will come by and say hi to my daughter or my husband, but they don't say hi to me. Oh yeah. So it's like we we try hard to bring awareness to that. Uh, you know how to. You, you don't have to be be conscious of someone who's visually impaired and talk to them like they're human. They're just right. like us. They're just a, this, this different. They see differently. That's it. Right. One thing that always happened to us when we go to a restaurant, the waiter, the waitress would come over and she didn't know should I give him a menu or shouldn't I? She'd you know, and then she'd come lay it down there and then she'd come over and ask me what does he want to drink, and mm-hmm. I'd say. I don't know, ask him. <laughs> he can talk. <laughs> yeah. And then she'd come back and go, what does he want to eat? I said, he's really smarter than I am, so you need to ask him what to, what he wants to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, but they would just ignore him like they were nervous around him. Yeah, yeah. And we're trying to, we're doing better at society. We're getting there. Right. We, and, you know, it's just, it just takes people like you and I who grew up, I mean, who's been surrounded by different experiences to teach people. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and just bring awareness to how awesome blind people are because there's so much more than their impairment. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like to do feature stories like this with you because it just shows a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's like, beyond the blindness is what I I picture it as right. because like Mike he was educated and he was smart and he mm-hmm. was a draftsman and and um loved playing like he could do all of that right. stuff even after he went blind exactly. he was planning things and you know just all kinds of things in fact we would be driving along and I'd hit a bump and he'd say slow down you're going too fast <laughs> say how do you know and he goes because I could feel it that's amazing you know where he'd go I'd have to ask him how to get places. And he knew he which knew. way to go, left oh, or yeah. right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, and, and we've you mentioned before, too, that um, his his sense of hearing was extremely... Very, very good. <laughs> extremely accurate. Right. He could hear. He used to say he could hear what I was thinking, you know. But one thing that was really funny, we were shopping one day, and uh, he said, go over there and ask that guy if his name is Jack Gazelle. And so I said, I'm not going to. He's going to think I'm crazy. He goes, he reads my books at the library, you know, my westerns. And I go, nah. And so finally he goes, all right, take me over there and I will ask him. And I said, no, we'll both go over there. And so I asked him, I said, are you Jack Gazelle? And he backed up and looked and Mike goes, oh, you're my favorite reader. He said, you can sound just like a woman. And he said, you're such a good reader, you know. He said, I love your westerns. That's yeah. so cool. We're we're actually sitting in our studio at the recording library 
over here on, off of A Street in MSS. Um, and this this studio is actually called the Jack Gazelle Studio. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing to have that relationship between Mike and Jack. I mm-hmm. unfortunately did not get to meet him, but um, I've heard amazing stories about him smoking in the booth mm-hmm. while he was recording. <laughs> and um, yeah, we just named this studio after him because he was such a great volunteer and just had he cared so much about the clients and that's just such an amazing story that that Mike could hear his voice out of a crowd and go say you know tell you hey that's Jack over there and you're just like what how yeah I didn't think he really knew what he was talking about I didn't want to go over there but you know and him and Mike were talking about you know different westerns that he'd read you know and I'd listen to some of them with him you know Uh and he could make like a woman voice you know it was wow. really amazing we, and we still read westerns we, mm-hmm. we, that's probably our, our that was my our favorite. main topic we still have a lot of requests for westerns mm-hmm. so now we'll think about mike whenever we were reading those westerns you uh, know he that's, loved him that's awesome what else did he enjoy listening to well mostly just westerns yeah he just really liked westerns yeah i remember when i met him i was trying to figure out exactly what he was doing you know from the recording library exactly how he was doing everything and so I went over one one afternoon to his house and what he would do is he would play play the the person reading everything and then he would stop the recorder and he had a, a talking computer and he would take notes and type it mm. and the and the computer would talk back to him and so then he would you know take the notes off everything that the person would be reading and um, like right before a test, he would play all these notes back. I see. So like he did it. He took notes so he could learn it his way. Right. Like he, man, he sounded so intelligent to be able to read through like the context, mm-hmm. you know, and really pick up on yeah, things. Yeah, that's amazing. So I passed. <laughs> yeah, of for, I had help too. <laughs> that's that's so cool. Um, what kind of devices would he listen to? Was it like a cassette player? It was a cassette player, and then he had his talking computer, and then he had a talking calculator, um, a lot of different talking things, you know, that he would have to use. His main thing was his computer, you know, um, that and his calculator because he would add up things. Wow. One thing he learned is how to do a spreadsheet from Midland College. And when I was working, I had to keep, um, you know, keep up with all my commission and things like that. He kept my spreadsheets for me. Wow. And he would make up my proposals. Amazing. You know, he was a lot of help. Yeah, that's, you know? that's so neat. I love, I love his story. Yeah. He, he sounds so cool. He was an awesome guy. He really was to be that smart mm-hmm. and to be blind and not let that hold him back Mm-mm. well he just he said when he turned blind he decided i can feel sorry for myself and lay here in my mother's house or i can get an apartment get out go back to school you know learn what i can and just carry on with my life mm-hmm. and then wow. we had a son which is autistic okay so that was even another story <laughs> yeah tell, tell us about y'all's son well He's 30 years old now. He's autistic. And I remember Wayne is our son's name, and he wasn't very old at all. And I decided to go to the Y and work out for a little bit. And so I said, just all you got to do is just watch him. If he dirties, you try to change his diaper. You don't have to. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. So I get back, and you try to change the diaper. And he had used a whole box of wipes. 
he had stuff all over the bed, all over Wayne. And Mike said he had tried to smell this, you know, his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and he said he even got it on his nose. Oh. And so anyway, it was the biggest mess. But I thought, who would try to change a diaper in the dark for the first time yeah. when little legs are kicking? Yeah. You know. He, he tried. He tried. <laughs> but that was really, I thought that was neat that he would try to at least yeah. change his diaper. But that was about the last one he tried to change. <laughs> he said, it's all you. <laughs> Yeah, he had a lot of trouble with that, but he helped me with Wayne a whole lot. Like, Wayne would mind him more than he would mind me. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was more afraid of Mike, I guess. You yeah. know, he was the, the daddy. <laughs> right. I'm sure he taught him some stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he would take him out, you know, and try to show him how to plant. Wayne wasn't into planting too much, but mm-hmm. he would show him that and... He tried to show him different things, like with the, you know, the calculators and stuff like that. That's amazing. He was he was a good daddy. He really was. Of course, Wayne would try him, but I remember <laughs> one time we were sitting there, and Wayne just after he was older, maybe in elementary school, and he came and he told me that he had had an accident on his bed, mm-hmm. and so I went in there and go, oh no, and so we're changing sheets and everything, and Mike came in there and he goes. And he goes, what? I said, what? And he goes, that's Dr. Pepper on the bed. I said, what? And he goes, that's Dr. Pepper. And I said, how can you tell? And he said, I can smell it. Oh, my gosh. And so Wayne goes, oops. He, <laughs> he got caught. Yeah. He, had, he really hadn't messed on the bed. He had spilled Dr. Pepper on, uh-huh. on purpose. Oh, and Mike was like, Mike caught him. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, oh, my goodness. Because his smell was so good, too. Yeah. His hearing and his smell, you know. That's what we do. That's why we have Dining in the Dark, which is our annual fundraiser. Um, we bring people in and we mm-hmm. put a blindfold on them. So they, they have to use their sense of hearing, of touch, mm-hmm. and taste mm-hmm. instead of the visual. Because just to bring awareness to that. Because, you know, with Mike, he had, that was heightened. Mm-hmm. And he was able to, you know, obviously tell that was Dr. Pepper. That You know, right. that's how sharp it was. And that's what, what people who don't have any vision, that's what they experience. I think it would be so fun to watch all those people because it is fun. Mike <laughs> told me one time we were talking, we were we went out to eat and he kind of bumped his glass and I said, "Oops, like that." And he goes, "I want you to close your eyes and try to eat. You know, try to remember where everything is. Try to remember where your glass is. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard. It was very hard. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it." It's I even hard just to, it. like, pick up a fork and try to bring right. it to your mouth. Right. Yeah, and people, they get scared at dining in the dark. They're like, they think we're going to feed them eel and squid mm-hmm. and bugs or something. We're like, no, it's a really nice four-course meal, but it's just to bring awareness to how challenging mm-hmm. and just what we consider a normal day-to-day right. task um, how much of a challenge that can be and how mm-hmm. you can learn to overcome those challenges with, you know, with resources mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So um, I think that that is really neat that you're doing that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah um, it's our we've done it for about eight years now. Oh, okay. So, well, of course, not during COVID. But, um, yeah, we're just trying to branch that out even more and mm-hmm. um, just another way to bring awareness to the community. So uh, a community that's forgotten about. I think a lot. So Mm -hmm. um, you don't normally think about blind individuals. You think that, oh, they're in Austin at the school. Right. And I'm like, well, that's what, six hours away? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's a lot of blind people here, really. Yeah. 
and mm-hmm. I'm, we're we're advocates for trying to get Midland more blind friendly, where mm-hmm. individuals can walk around and not have to worry about traffic so much, like mm-hmm. downtown and stuff like that. So we have that beautiful park downtown, and we want our clients to be able to experience it. But, oh, yeah. you know, that means things like making sure that the bumps on the sidewalk, which are meant for canes, are cleared mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. and accessible so you're not right. walking off a curb right, or something like that. So um, did Mike have a cane? Did he use right. a cane as well? He used a cane before he got brandy. Okay. Yeah. In fact, he would kind of go back and forth with it. And one of our friends used to call it a taunty taunt because <laughs> he goes taunty taunt, taunty taunt. He would make noise with it. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm going to use that. <laughs> what was it like for, I'm thinking like in your, in your house, did you have it set up for Mike? Like he knew where the couch was mm-hmm. and because you hear stories of <laughs> someone coming in and like rearranging furniture, like a table, and then they don't know where the table is, of course. So I was real bad about leaving chairs out, uh-huh. like dining chairs or something. And he would fall over them <laughs> and he would say, don't you know, you have to push it in. I'm, you know, and I could never rearrange anything, but, um, as far as like the um, microwave, it had Braille on it. Oh, like numbered in Braille and off, and um, like the stove had it too. You know, so he could read everything. So could he read and write Braille? Mm-hmm. Wow, amazing. His fingers started getting neuropathy, uh-huh. so he couldn't hear it at the last. Yeah. But when I first met him, he could read Braille. That's I think they taught him at Chris Cole. Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, Braille's not that used, not used very much anymore at all. Um, it's kind of a dying art from just being in the industry for so long. I've heard from other organizations that a lot of people aren't using Braille. Hmm. I think it's good to just know, but um, unfortunately, I don't. I don't think we're. There's not a lot of Braille out there. Mm-mm. You know, our like our sweet door has Braille, and but when you go to a restaurant, I I'm conscious of looking for things like that, and I don't see a whole lot of Braille. I don't know if you've. No. no, even like Mike would go in and ask for a Braille menu. And they look that at That would him, really yeah. throw the waitress. They're you like, know. what's Braille? Yeah. <laughs> he would do that just, you know, just to throw the waitress, really. Just to throw them for a loop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that's great. Most of our clients are feisty like that, and I love them. They have the best stories, and they'll, oh, they'll definitely make you work sometimes because mm-hmm. um, we had a blind client just recently we've started doing audio description um, which mm-hmm. we can talk about because you said Mike liked some of that stuff um, which is a, a we do it live so visually impaired and blind adults can go to live performances at the theater like Midland Community Theater mm-hmm. Summer Mummers and someone is talking to them live to explain where people are on the stage describing the costumes things mm. like that um, but yes, we had a client there. We had two or three clients that went to summer mummers and someone, he said, can someone help me to the restroom? Cause the stairs at summer mummers are pretty, there's like 10 stairs. It's right. a lot. And so, um, someone took him to the bathroom and was waiting for him. And he just, he left without, he did it on purpose. He left them there at the bathroom and he came back and one of the volunteers said, yeah, you know, he just left me in front of the men's bathroom. And I know this client really well, so I told him, I said, well, next time that you need to go, I'm going to have them take you to the women's. Oh, no. <laughs> and he just died laughing, of course, and, you know, he has that funny banter. So he, it, 
they're great. People are wonderful. Our clients are great. Um, so you mentioned that Mike, he knew about audio description too, mm-hmm. like, but you said it was still hard for you guys to go to the movies and stuff. They, they didn't, didn't have that. Them. No, we never went to the movies the whole time we were married. And, uh, one thing that I did find are some descriptive videos like, uh, like ghost or oh, Forrest pa- Gump. With Patrick Swayze. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. And Forrest Gump, I remember that one. But we have a, we had a bunch of those I'd buy them, and, you know, it would describe everything, which was easier because when I was trying to watch regular TV, I'd have to, you know, stop it and then turn around or even during the movie turn around and tell him what was going on. Mm-hmm. And by then, I'd be lost. I'd go back. and Yeah, that made it hard. But we never, yeah, we never got to go to Summer Mummers oh. or theater or any of the movies so i think that is really i wish we could have provided that for you guys yeah that's really cool um yeah this is like a totally new thing for midland just wow i think two days ago we got some funding for audio description services so it's like 2023 we're just doing Mm -hmm. it for for midland so it's it's so great um and i got trained to do audio descriptions um from a company out of I think they're California or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And I just enjoyed that so much. So now I can teach other volunteers how to do Mm -hmm. that. So we have a a, a huge crew that can go and do all of these uh, performances. So um, you can go to the movies and stuff like that. And, you know, even if you can see, you get so much more out of the movie. Yeah. Because, like, Forrest Gump, it said a feather drips drifts down at the front, you know, first of the show. I'd never noticed the feather. Right. You notice stuff that you normally wouldn't. Right. And I went, oh, that's really neat. Yeah. So and I'll, it's fun for everybody. Even yeah. if you're, you're sighted, you're going to be like, oh, I didn't notice that, you mm-hmm. know, about their costume or whatever. Right. Um, the good thing is, though, about Synergy, the local theaters, um, mm-hmm. you can request a headset and they have it audio described now. Oh, really? So that's awesome. I yes. I know that. Yeah. Um, I... I had a client go try it the other day to make sure they knew what that was. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, with the Braille menu, they kind of look at you like, uh, yeah. let me go ask the manager. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, we don't get. But um, no, Synergy does have um, devices where you can hear it. So that's, well, that's awesome. Good. Yeah. I'm happy that they have that in Midland. So. I wish they would have had that when Mike was alive. Yeah. It'd been fun. Yeah. Yeah. We do an audio described movie um, on Saturdays on our radio station. I mm-hmm. believe it's at 6 or 8 p.m. Um people can tune in and just hear whatever show we do like halloween themed ones and um uh last year we did war of the worlds like the old radio station i remember that. yeah where it was kind of creepy and like they did like the announcements and all that stuff so we um our station manager found all of those old recordings so that's pretty cool we're gonna do that again this year it was just very neat that would be fun yeah and we do like christmas stuff and um, it's a 24 hour, 24 hour radio station. So mm-hmm. it's got programming for oh, I didn't realize no that. matter uh, for the visually impaired 24 hours worth, because, um, probably with Mike, his sleep cycle was probably different oh, yeah. than, than mine or yours. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, because a lot of times they'll wake up naturally at three or four o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. um, because the sun's not waking them up, right. you know, he would get up sometimes about two or three in the morning. Like you said, and he'd go outside and work. He said it was cooler back then. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I remember a funny story. One time he was out front, but it was only about midnight, and he was out working. And the lady that lived next t- door to us was a deputy sheriff that wore a gun. And so <laughs> she came out, and he was working. And then she kind of, kind of, she got kind of quiet and walked towards him. And he jumped up and he said, 
don't shoot me, don't shoot me. It's Mike the blind guy. I'm right over here. <laughs> That's you know? hilarious. Because he said he was afraid she was going to shoot him because oh, he was yeah. behind a little fence working. Yeah, you you're, he's like, I'm I'm just up working on my plants. Don't yeah. bother me. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, That's smart, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that he, he didn't told want to get them. shot. No, <laughs> no. Um, that's amazing. Well, Carol, I think that we've, oh my gosh, I've just enjoyed this so much hearing about Mike. Oh, I have too. Um, I can talk about him all day. Yes, I would love to do a part two with Gary too. I think that you would, need be, to follow that up would be really cool. Because he knew him when he was younger, when he could mm-hmm. see, you know, mm-hmm. like on the playground and, you know, at school and then different things they went through together. I think it's lovely to hear his story through your eyes, though. Mm-hmm. I think I, I just love that. Um, how this kind of came about is Autumn with Midland Shared Spaces. We do right. her podcast with her. We host it for her mm-hmm. and do the production side of it. And um, she said, oh, my friend Carol posted this picture. And it was of Mike walking across the stage at right. Midland College. And um, it was just a short description of you're like, you know, the recording library helped him graduate. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh, my gosh, I have to talk to Carol. (laughs) See, without the recording library, he couldn't have done it. Yeah, that's amazing. I would never have met him. But he he graduated like Phi Theta Kappa. The first blind. He was the very first blind person to graduate Midland College. And with honors, I mean, he made all A's. I think he made like one B or something in history. He didn't like history. Yeah. but He sounded real tech savvy, actually. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's and he could in, remember in math, anything. like numbers. And oh, yeah, he could remember numbers, and he could do math in his head faster than I could do it on a calculator. Amazing. Yeah. And I think that you've brought some goodies for us. You, I do. I have some blind things, as Mike used to call them. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got some, oh, Bible on cassette. I've got some, you know, like checkers, a game of checkers and dominoes and, oh, just... Um, I've got a really nice watch, a talking watch that he never used. Wow. And an inside-outside thermometer. I mean, it's things that I won't use. Oh, yeah, and and we'll gladly pass those on to some of our clients. They're still in their boxes. Wow. I mean, you know, like the thermometer and the the watch. And some other thing I bought him where you could put labels on things, but he never wanted to even mess with it because he had his brailler thing that, you know, he could punch the holes. Yeah, he was used to that. He yeah, was used to yeah. it, and so he didn't want to go with this other thing. Awesome. So. Well, I'm looking forward to trying blind checkers and dominoes. That sounds fun. I think that would be fun <laughs> to do that in the dining for the dark. Yes, that <laughs> sounds like a great idea. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Carol, for coming in today, uh-huh. and we hope to have you back soon. And that would be off- really awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. You can find this episode at recordinglibrary.org and other podcasts that are hosted by RLWT. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms.